0: Good morning, this is Marshall Davis, and today I'm going to be talking about Christianity and non duality. I am a Christian. I also perceive reality as non dual. That makes me a Christian non dualist or non dual Christian. The first time I mentioned this on social media in a non duality Facebook group, someone responded that that was impossible. There's no such thing. I cannot be both. Well, I am. By the term non-dual Christian, I mean that I express the reality of non-dual awareness using the language of Christianity. You know, if I am to speak of this spiritual reality at all, I have to express it in words and that requires a language, and not only the English language, which is my native tongue, but also my native spiritual language, which is Christianity. So I express non-duality in spiritual terminology that I know best. That is why I call myself a non-dual Christian. I also use that term because I retain my allegiance to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I have not abandoned Jesus or my Christian faith to follow a Hindu guru, Zen master, or contemporary non-dual spiritual teacher. Jesus is my guru. Christ is my master. He is my teacher and rabbi. He knew reality firsthand and communicated this unitive awareness to others. He knew what we might call Christ consciousness or Kingdom consciousness. He awakened to reality at the age of 30 at the moment of his baptism in the Jordan River. He then took some time, the Bible says 40 days, but that's, that is a symbolic number and is not meant to be taken literally. So he took some time by himself in the wilderness to adjust to this new perspective and integrate this way of seeing into his life. And then, he began to proclaim this to the people of Galilee. He called it the Kingdom of God. And calling it that, he was using the vocabulary of his Jewish heritage. So we might call him a non-dual Jew or a Jewish non-dualist. After Jesus' death, The Kingdom of God movement was simply called the Way, which is incidentally the meaning of the word Tao. And then they began to be called Christians, the followers of the one known as the Christ, the Anointed One, and so Christianity was born. Christianity changed over the centuries, the most dramatic change came about very early in the first century through the influence of the Apostle Paul. A former Pharisee who was not one of the original apostles of Jesus. In fact, he never met the historical Jesus. He appears from his writings to be completely unfamiliar with anything that Jesus taught. But he had his own experience of the risen Christ, and he appointed himself an apostle. Paul changed the early Christian movement from a Jewish sect into a Gentile religion. Furthermore, he began the transition of Christianity from a movement based purely on spiritual experience into an organized religion based primarily on ideas, theology, and ethics. Those who sought to keep it as primarily a spiritual awaking experience were branded heretics and later called Gnostics, whereas Pauline Christianity became more and more the dominant form of the Christian faith. And as it did, it became more hierarchical and more male in its leadership as it moved through the 2nd and 3rd and 4th centuries, increasingly centered on ecclesiastical structure and ethology, incorrect dogma. Creeds were written to define who was a real Christian and who was not. The canon of New Testament scripture was established to eliminate the influence of rival texts. Rituals were developed to initiate those into the True Church and to keep them in the True Church and to keep others out. Those who wanted to retain the contemplative focus of the original movement, they themselves moved to the wilderness in the 3rd century to escape what they saw as the increasing worldliness and legalism of a religious movement that had lost its way. They were known as the Desert Fathers and Mothers, who lived in the deserts, in wilderness of Egypt and surrounding area. They were likely the ones who hid the Gnostic library, known as the Nag Hammadi Scrolls, which were being banned in the fourth century and so what we know as the Roman Catholic Church prevailed which then split from the Eastern Orthodox Church and then the Protestant Church and finally splintered into the myriad of Christian denominations and sects and movements that we know today. In a nutshell, that is my interpretation of the history of Christianity. I was born into a mainline Protestant congregation Born again into the evangelical movement in the early 1970's in college during the Jesus movement. Went to a Southern Baptist seminary, earned a Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry degree. I pastored American Baptist and Southern Baptist churches full time for 40 years and now I am retired and I still call myself a Christian and attend church regularly. But through an opening up in my spiritual life in the last decade, I now view the world in a non-dual way. I see this as a return to the original teachings and spirit of Jesus. And from this perspective, I see that American Christianity, and especially the more conservative and evangelical varieties, have lost their way, that they have abandoned the teachings of Christ in exchange for a substitute religion of their own making. Of course, they see it as just the opposite. Thinking that I'm the one who has abandoned the historic gospel for another gospel that's not a gospel, to use Paul's terms, who's right? I suggest that you see for yourself by reading carefully what Jesus actually taught and more importantly Going directly to what Jesus was pointing toward. Go to the source. The inner living Christ in the indwelling Holy Spirit. The main problem of Christianity today is that it has abandoned this first hand awareness of the divine. And in its place it has created a second hand religion based on the testimony of others rather than our own seeing. This is evident in his attitude towards scripture. Scripture is used not as inspired words meant to point us to God and a direct experience of the divine. Instead it is used as a theological answer book from which we mentally deduce things about God. The gospel of first-hand experience of God has been ignored in favor of a second-hand theological system, ecclesiastical structure and ethical framework. The spiritually revolutionary message of Jesus has become establishment religion. Jesus never would have dreamed that this would have been the outcome of his message. Jesus himself was an iconoclast who was executed by the established religion of his day because of what he taught. When people heard Jesus teach, the Gospels say the people were astonished at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the scribes and Pharisees. In Jesus' day, the Jewish religion had become a religion of the scribes and priests and Pharisees. It was a second hand religion based on official interpretations of ancient texts by religious professionals. Jesus taught entirely differently. He spoke from personal awareness of the divine. For that reason he was executed for blasphemy. Jesus did not consult the scriptures or Biblical commentaries or rabbis and priests and religious authorities to find out who he was or who God was. He knew directly who God was and who he was. And it's the same with us. That is what the living Christ today wants for us. The scriptures say that we have the mind of Christ, why not use it? Why not consult the divine mind? The scriptures say that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Why not go directly to the source, to the Holy Spirit, instead of relying upon second hand testimonies and authorities, Jesus himself said that we are one with God. If that is true, why not experience that directly? Most Christians I think do not experience that reality, but instead they rely upon others to tell them what they ought to believe, what they ought to think, and what they ought to do. Christianity today is a religion of scribes and priests and Pharisees, a second-hand faith based on religious traditions. It needs to return to its roots. It needs to be based on what Jesus taught and more importantly, what he pointed us to, which is that we can know God for ourselves. He pointed people to direct awareness of the divine, which he called the Kingdom of God. The original message of Jesus is about realizing God. Waking up to reality. For the earliest Christians, it was described as knowing Christ. The eternal divine Christ, the universal Christ, who is this reality. Through waking up, we become one with Christ who is one with God. We are all become one. This was the desire of Jesus that he expressed in his high priestly prayer. The night before he was executed, that's found in the 17th chapter of John's gospel. He prayed there that we might be one just as he and God were one. That is unitive awareness. That is non-dual awareness. This is what it really means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's about seeing what we really are and who God really is. This reality is is right here now, not waiting for us in the sky when we die by and by. The world is shining with the glory of God. All we have to do is open our eyes. Jesus said in his prayer that he has given us that glory. He prayed to God these words, I have given them the glory that you gave me. That they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. He prayed that we might know oneness with God. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net My blog Spiritual Reflections can be found at marshalldavis.us There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of the Tao of Christ.